Good morning. It is Monday, February 1st, 8.30 a.m. I hope y'all had a good week. I know I did. Birthday greetings to Claire. Happy birthday, Claire. Claire is a fabulous person. Very talented artist, jeweler, maker. Knows how to fix everything. A treasure on this earth and has an amazing work ethic and I don't normally say that people have amazing work ethics but Claire really does and I hope that you have a lovely birthday dear oh god it has been such a weird week um Two people in my life have COVID. Um, One I don't hardly ever see. My uncle Dave, who is married to my Aunt Yvonne, um, he and Aunt Yvonne live in an assisted living home near my cousin Kara in Vegas. And he got it in the nursing home and is in intensive care. Um, it's, it just makes me so sad. He's already had so many health problems. And then April, who's one of my oldest friends, not in age, just in length of time. Having been friends, I found out this morning that she has COVID. And I'm waiting on more details. But her wife, I don't know if her wife has it. But April mentioned she thought that when they were, that she got it through the daycare center where their little daughter goes. The daughter's about one years old, so. I really hope she's okay. I'm just, I hope she pulls through. But that's the reality that more and more people will be getting it. And just when I was thinking like, hey, maybe I'll, I noticed the evil eye bar is open and maybe I can, this February, I go have a cocktail with a friend or something, or I just can't. And I'm not, I'm not like getting emotional because I can't go have a fucking cocktail, but just the, um, I'm scared, I'm scared. For April and for my uncle. April's my age, you know, and she has asthma and I'm scared. I don't want anything bad to happen to her. It's just been a really challenging week 
just been dealing with some very intense loneliness. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. I'm sure they can. Um, and just, you know, the monotony, even though I, you know, I love my routines and stuff, just that's all I have right now are just like routines and staying in and just working constantly because there's literally, you know, there's nothing else. Just emptiness. I want everything to be okay. I I do, and I pray for them. I pray for April and for Uncle Dave. It's just so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard not to think about it. There's something so alienating about this illness. Like you can't go over comfort anyone or hold hand hold her hand or you know nothing nothing oh god anyway so yeah that's the that's basically what's been going on lucky I don't have it I'm sure that probably in the next month or so, someone else I know will get it. Or I could get it. Anyway. (sighs) Yesterday, like, in the lift to the thrift store I went to the one on Gary Street um and I'm the type of person I don't really like to chat with anyone in the car um but you know I always oblige Um, cause you know, I don't want to come off as being rude or anything, you know, I am in their car after all as a passenger. Um, the guy was talking first of all about how great Teslas are. <clears throat> and I just, you know, I just said, I don't like Elon Musk, you know, just, I don't like him. Don't care about his cars. Don't want to know anything about him. Um, I said it a little less blunt than that. And then... I told him about when the Lyft, when Lyft first, we started talking about like Lyft, 
because we're in a lift, you know. Like when a lift first started, I was happy about it because um, I'd had some really bad experiences in cab rides, like creepy cab drivers, cars that smelt like, you know, BO, like really intense BO and like farts and stuff. And, you know, racist drivers that would make racist jokes and see if I would, you know, take the bait and laugh or something, you know, they're stupid racist jokes. And I was like, I was just really getting fed up with that. And plus, you know, just having to wait so long for a cab if I called one, um, and not being able to choose the type of car, you know, like if I needed to transport something. Um, so I was telling, telling the driver about, you know, the cons of cabs versus Lyft. And he basically white mansplained why the, why he thought those cab drivers were not racist. He was very concerned about, you know, he said, oh, well, what did they say? And I said, oh, you know, they made fun of people's last names that, that weren't, you know, Anglo sounding. Um, they talked about black people's facial features in a negative way. And they made fun of Middle Eastern people. I mean, what do you want? <clears throat> and he's like, oh, well, you know, sometimes they're just merely describing the way someone else looks and blah, 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 blah. I don't think, and I was, I was, I, I really wanted to tell him to fuck off because, you know, once again, the white man is like the arbiter of all information. Their opinion has always been deemed quote superior. It has always been, you know, the standard or the benchmark for rationality and factual information for some reason, especially when, when someone is telling you their experience and listing things that were racist and they stick up immediately for the racist. Like what the fuck is that? I wanted to get out of that car so bad. And he said, you know, I've traveled a lot and I really do know about different countries. I speak two languages. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, wow, is English one of them? But it didn't say that. Um, one moment, I've got to grind the coffee. So, yeah, it was so irritating. He was just like, you know, I was taking a class and the person was from a different country who taught the class. And even though they were from a different country and they were very articulate for, for being from a different country, I, I was just like, get me out of this fucking car. Because I just couldn't understand what they were saying. And I speak two languages. I was like, pfft. I'm tuning you out now. You know, he just, he was so insistent on like, 
I don't know, he just, he came in with the demeanor of someone who sees their information as just being the benchmark of all fact. And it was so annoying. It was so annoying. And also, not just annoying, it was offensive to me. Like, oh, they, they couldn't possibly be racist. Just tell me what's not racist about making fun of someone's last name that isn't white sounding. Or making fun of someone's facial features that aren't white. Making fun of Middle Eastern people. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, God. I just... That happens a lot, like not just about matters of race, but also just anything, anything they don't know about. They, if you give them the facts, they disregard what you say. I remember I was working at this estate sale. This was like four or five years ago, four years ago. And this guy who was, it was one of those estate sales where like the son of the family was just hanging around the whole time. He was trying to sell his own shit too because he was like broke. Um, I think he'd made some unwise investments to say the least. Um, But there was a guitar there and it was a Squire, which is, it's like a knockoff guitar. In fact, I had one. I I played it for like 20 years. It's a knockoff of a Fender, which is just like a normal brand. Um, It's made by Squire. It's made by Fender, but it's like a, it's like a hundred dollar guitar. And he had one of those and was like, I want $500 for this. You guys should try and get $500 for it. And I said, it's a Squire. It's not, it's not a, um, you know, it's not the full product. Um, so, you know, these usually go for about a hundred bucks and he goes, Oh, I don't know. And I said, well, I just told you, these are the facts, you know, now that happens all the time to women. You know, I don't even think men realize how often that happens. Um, They just have, they have no regard for women at all. Like none. Um, What is another example? Oh, I was at this, I was helping out at Needles and Pens, like around the Christmas season of December of 2014 and you know they have they sell zines and breezy has a rule that breezy's the owner of needles and pens she has a rule that if your zine is there for more than six months and you don't come and pick up your unsold zine then it gets um donated um because you know a lot of people make zines and it just it adds up and guess what? Most of them don't sell that well. You know, there's, there's good zines and then there's some zines that are just not that good or people just don't like them. They're unpopular. 
And, you know, she's been doing this business for a long time, you know, like 20 years or something. So this guy came in, actually it was someone I had slept with about, I don't know, eight years prior. We had a thing, um, but you know, it was water under the bridge by that point. Um, he came in and he had, had, had stored some zines there. He had had a stupid zine there like three years ago, three years prior and wanted his zines back. And I said, well, you know what? It's been, you know, over six months. So Breezy has probably donated them. And he goes, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. And I said, I just told you. These are the facts. And he still said, well, I don't know. I said, you do know now. This is it. Talk to Breezy yourself. If you don't believe me, talk to another woman and she'll tell you the same thing. The owner of the business who created this policy for her shop. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's... Sorry, this is not the most joyful speech I can give, but oh my God, it, it really, it's something that men do, especially white men, because they're so accustomed to being catered to, and they're so accustomed to having the world bend to everything the way they see it, to bend to their perceptions, that they, that when someone gives them a fact who doesn't look like them, who is, in essence, not a cis, het, white man, then they, then they just can't handle it. It doesn't fit. It doesn't compute because of their myopic vision of the world. Just a couple days ago, I was at Community Thrift and I... I was looking at some brooches and I saw one there. It was a 1930s Victorian revival. It was made of celluloid and it was set in gold-plated brass. And the guy behind the counter was like, oh, that's nice. And I said, oh, yeah, this is 30s. And he's like, I don't know. I said, I know. And I stated the facts. I said, it's made of celluloid. It's of gold-plated brass. This is a Victorian revival. It's from the 1930s. Oh, I don't know. I know. Other people know. Are we, is, are we, are you trying to say, sir, that everybody's knowledge is limited to what you know? Because if it is, we're fucked, sir. We're fucked. <sighs> Maybe it's best I stay inside. Um, yeah, but that shit really bothers me. And it pretty much happens in most interactions I have with these, with any white men. They love when you act dumb. They love when they think they can tell you something you don't know. The problem is they don't know as much as you oftentimes. But for some reason, they think they're the authority on it. I could go on. And, you know, it's probably going to happen again today. 
if I, you know, go to the post office or something. Like, oh, this is a priority mail package. I don't know. I don't know. You know? (laughs) This is what women deal with. This is what anyone who is basically not a white man deals with. (laughs) As well, I'm just going to say it. Times 10. Um, so when that fucking blowhard finally dropped me off at the thrift store yesterday, I couldn't wait to get out of his car. I just, I was just like, annoying piece of shit. All lives matter bullshit. Get me away from this man. Um, there were seven more jars of jewelry waiting for me. I had a feeling that they had distributed all these jars of jewelry throughout the different Salvation Armies, and I've been scooping them. So I got seven jars of jewelry at half off, and then I spent my evening sorting and organizing them. And everything is meticulously organized now, and it feels so good. It's so fun and gratifying. I got this amazing brutalist ring by Pat Kapenius, uh, who is a Hungarian artist who um, emigrated to Mexico in 1946. And he is more known for his larger sculptures, but he has also made beautiful jewelry by hand, no machines, And this is of two people fucking on the ring. And it's a sterling silver-plated iron. So, like, little bits of rust, like, kind of bleed through at the joints. Either that or there's, like, the soldering that he used or something. Um, Either way, it's really, really cool. And if it doesn't sell... I'm going to keep it. I think it's going to sell, though. I've gotten some inquiries on it. So that was fun to find in there. And just, yeah, lots of rings. I have over 100 silver rings now and lots of silver chain and pendants. I've got a whole box full of pendants. Sometimes I just go to the thrift store and buy little um, baskets like rectangular woven baskets um, just to organize and sort things in. That was the one thing from KonMari that I, I mean, actually, I've, I, I love the KonMari method. I think it's great. Um, but that was one takeaway from there, storing things in baskets. I have almost everything is, I have is stored in baskets. Um part of it, it just, it looks better. It's more kind of soft and appealing than everything in Rubbermaid or plastic caddies. I don't, I, I've come to realize this about myself is I don't like opening plastic caddies. It's a weird thing. Like it just like, is so harsh. Like, you know, that clip that goes over like a bead caddy or something. And, you know, it's just, don't get me started but yeah um 
these are some strange times we're in. I'm trying to face that the best I can. Sometimes I'm lonely. Sometimes I'm scared. And sometimes I'm just pissed off at white men, you know? Or all the above. Um, but I hope this week proves to be a success. I have doing my taxes this Saturday. And I always get bad anxiety surrounding that. Even though... I'll be fine. Um, Burke and Taylor hooked me up with the tax lady that I worked with last year, and I'll be working with her again this year. So I've got to start my day. I've got a ton of shipping to do. I slept in a bit to catch up on sleep. All right. Stay healthy, guys. Stay inside if you can. And if some entitled jerk says to you, I don't know, tell them you do know because you just laid down the facts for them. Tell them that for me, please. All right, guys. Bye-bye.